Welcome to the Voice of the Resistance with Doc Washburn. We are the show that pushes back against the Uniparty and lets you in on the news that traditional talk radio is afraid to talk about. The Doc Washburn Show podcast is available for download at all your favorite podcast platforms. You can email us at contact docwashburnshow.com. This is episode 170 of the all-new Doc Washburn Show. It's Thursday, June 9th, 2022. The price of gas, groceries, and everything else continues to increase. And it is intentional. How bad could it get? Details coming up. Just so, just so you understand where I'm coming from, I was fired by one of the biggest radio companies in America, Cumulus Media, simply because I refused their vaccine mandate. More evidence comes out all the time that a lot of people are having serious negative reactions to the vaccines. Also, it's obvious the last U.S. presidential election was stolen. So this is a really different kind of talk show. We're unmasked, uncensored, and unfiltered. If you would like to support what we do, go to our website, docwashburnshow.com, and click on the button that says Become a Patron. Okay, every day it becomes more expensive to live in America. And it is intentional. Everything the Biden regime, his handlers do, makes it more expensive to live in America, starting with canceling the Keystone XL pipeline day one, the first day he walked into the Oval Office. So, how bad could it get? Let's talk about that. I just started following a guy who goes by the name of Bjorn Ironsides over on Twitter because he put together a compelling string of ideas that really made me think. He started by linking to a short video from TikTok of a couple of young women who work in IT for a major corporation. They telecommute. That means they work from home. On the day they made this video, they are literally at a pool with their laptops. One of them is standing in the pool. So I want to give you a flavor for their workday experience because this is very integral to answering the question, how bad could it possibly get? So this is what work life is for these two young women, both in swimsuits, one 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 in a cover up, the one not in the pool. Uh, with their laptops. My coworkers keep saying I need to make like a tech TikTok. Because if you look at my TikTok, you'd never guess I have a job. <laughs> By the way, the first words, my coworkers keep telling me I need to do a tech TikTok. She kind of slurs that. So, um, anyways, this is our current workstation. Callie and I are what you call product managers. Callie, what is your team over? My team is over reporting and internal tools. And I am over what we call card experience. So we work on, like, anything from activating your credit card to freezing, reissue, shipping, all the good stuff. Um, what's a PM? <laughs> um, we help prioritize and uh, help the engineers stay on track and help them know what to build. Okay. So you get the idea. 
think that's about enough for you to understand their occupational lifestyle, perhaps even their worldview, if you will. This is where Bjorn Ironside's observations come in on Twitter. He begins with this. We're like a month away from large swaths of fake job laptop class being laid off with no recourse toward their previous lives. That'll actually probably be the catalyst for the spicy times. What happens when a few million laptop Americans get their pay cut down by 75%? Now, eventually, he addresses the question of, well, why do you think this is going to happen in a month? So, so we get to that eventually. Anyway, he says, when these layoffs start, you can't just go get a job at another company because it'll be across the board. What happens when the $200,000 a year person with 200000 in expenses a year has to go get a normal $40,000 a year job? And I would stress that as much as you may want to enjoy this, you need to understand how interconnected it all is. Because as laptop consumer class falls, all that excess money will stop flowing into the blue-collar sphere. Like, we understand inflation in this abstract sense as a concept, but I feel like people forget to process how it practically enters the economy. The inflation enters the economy by way of these kinds of jobs. There are millions of these fake jobs making absurd salaries. They, in turn, spend ridiculous money on Amazon and DoorDash and other Bugman services. This in turn supports those businesses, which provides money to their employees. Amazon pays warehouse workers $19 an hour because Becky and Lauren, that you heard in the video from TikTok, are spending insane amounts of money on Amazon times a million. In other words, there's no telling how many people making ridiculous money by Becky and Lauren for being on their laptops are out there. A million? Five million? Ten million? Anyway, these Amazon workers now go and buy cars, patronize restaurants, buy excess items at grocery stores, etc. This lets McDonald's, Walmart, et al. pay their people. So now these brands are paying $15 an hour to stock shelves and run a register. But their bottom line demands balance on profit margins, so they bump their prices up. But it works because it's all trickling down from the top, keeping these bloated systems running. So what happens when Becky and Lauren and millions of other people like them get laid off? Well, Becky and Lauren and friends stopped buying an Amazon, so the $19 an hour Amazon employee gets laid off and he stops shopping as much. This reduces Walmart's profit, but Walmart is where it stops because you can only automate so much at the consumer level. Now, Walmart, which is already increasing prices to keep their profit margin percentage straight, has to increase prices even more. But eventually, the $15 an hour people will be priced out too. 
probably pretty quickly, to be honest. Now we have a huge problem. Mind you, this is literally only a part of the equation because global commodities are skyrocketing. So prices are going to go up no matter what. What we currently have is this bubble that projects from the laptop class via their absurdly high but completely unnecessary salaries. We're insulated from all this stuff right now because of inflation. Major companies can swing special pay and travel pay and whatnot to keep their bottom of the totem pole, so-called essential personnel, showing up because of the excess cash provided by the laptop Americans. When this salary bubble pops, the inflation effectively stops because it's the vector by which this excess money enters the economy. It will then cascade because housing and auto markets will crash or pop because people will no longer be able to pay. By the way, there's a reason the media and the politicians are suddenly pushing to make mass shootings a thing. They want one of two, of two things. Either control via gun confiscation or more likely fear to create a demand for heavy-handed governance. Violence is absolutely going to increase as things move forward. You couple joblessness with inflation and shortages and blackouts? Oh, yeah, blackouts. Have you heard about this? The government and the energy companies are saying there could be rolling blackouts in most of America this summer. That's going to make the spicy level insane. By stoking the fires now about the whole idea of mass shootings, when things start getting really bad, Becky and Lauren will be demanding the government do something. We saw this with COVID when people were demanding draconian BS to feel safe and normal. Dependent slave class people will happily trade freedom for security. So we could wind up with a national Gestapo. How? Why? Well, to help prevent mass shootings, of course. Now, in case you don't recall, in case you don't recall how people were clamoring, were clamoring in 2020, begging the government to take away their freedoms. Let me go back to something that a guy named Rich Higgins said on Twitter in July of 2020. He said, in four months, the U.S. transformed into an obedient socialist country. Government dictated what events are acceptable to attend. Violent protests that instill fear are okay, but church services, family funerals, and patriotic celebrations are dangerous, and you bought it without a fight. Standing in graduation line is a safety hazard. Small businesses were forced to close. But crowds to support the corporate money machine at Walmart, Lowe's, and Home Depot, well, those are okay. Come on, it's just a mask. Safety precautions. How about a little hush money? 
Here's $2,400 that we stole out of your paycheck in the first place. Enjoy. Buy something with it uh, from a big corporation. Ooh, cash is dirty. We can't give change. There's a coin shortage. Use your card. In four months, from the middle of March to middle of July 2020, they convince you to use a traceable card for everything. In less than four months, government closed public schools, then restructured education under the guise of public safety. In less than four months, our government demonstrated how easily people assimilate to so-called guidelines that have no scientific premise whatsoever when you're fearful. In less than four months, our government successfully instilled fear in the majority of the population in America that allows him to control every aspect of your life, including what you eat, where you go, who you see, even including access to toilet paper. And the most dangerous and terrifying part, people are not afraid of the government who remove their freedom. They're afraid of their neighbors, family, and friends. And they hate those who won't comply. It's absolutely terrifying to me that so many people do not question authority. They're willing to surrender their critical thinking skills and their independence. They just gave up without thinking, without a fight. Now, again, this is Rich Higgins on Twitter in July of 2020. He says, do you know what's coming next? It's just a vaccine. Come on, it's for the greater good. He said, wait until you're told that you can't enter any store or business without proof of the COVID-19 vaccine. Wait until you can't go to public events or get on a plane without proof of receiving the vaccine. To everyone that doesn't believe this is possible, do you understand that government successfully dictated to people when they were allowed to be outside, where they were allowed to go, and how their children will be educated in less than four months, and that a majority of the population followed blindly because they were told to do so. You are kidding yourself if you think this behavior won't be repeated with a vaccine or whatever the next step is. Eh, I don't follow politics. Eh, who cares about that stuff? I don't like to think about it. They got you without a thought, without a fight just like France, just like Russia, just like China. Welcome, comrade. So that's Rich Higgins' Twitter, July 2020. Now, let me go back to Bjorn Ironsides on Twitter. At this point, when he's making the point that we will probably have some kind of national police to protect against the idea of mass shootings. I'm reminded that the Capitol Hill police have opened up offices hundreds of miles away from Washington, D.C., just so you know. Uh, Bjorn Ironsides doesn't mention that, but I'm wondering if that could be you know, laying the foundation for a national police. So one of his followers on Twitter comments at this point saying, given the sheer number of guns that would require a massive national police force, who will pay for it? Where will the men come from? 
the ATF or even the Army doesn't have the men to disarm the public. Well, good point, good point. So Bjorn Ironside's answer, he says, this is why I think a federal police force is more the idea. Gun confiscation would be infeasible and would also probably start a civil war. But a federal police force to enforce curfews, enforce restrictions, etc., would do two things, okay? First of all, it would functionally keep a lot of so-called dissidents in line. Now, combining the suicidal civility of the average conservative who watches Fox News on a regular basis with an armed Gestapo with a patriotic name will keep them quiet because they will want law and order. Secondly, it would hinder any kind of revolt by door-kicking citizens under the guise of safety. Not to take away your guns, not to violate your Second Amendment rights. No, 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 we're kicking doors in because we're concerned about safety. When kids are robbing people at gunpoint and murder in the United States reaches the level that they have in Mexico, average people will be too stupid and too afraid to understand why the idea of black bagging Todd, the guy down the street who has 10 AR-15s, isn't helpful. Oh, black bagging? Um, taking him out. Killing him. So this national police force could arrest one youth a week while also taking in so-called terrorists for what we, we will be told is the greater good. Once again, most conservative folks who watch Fox News will sit on their own guns feeling safe while slowly rotting away because the Second Amendment has become a shackle to keep people complacent. Let me explain. The guy with the gun collection says, Sic Semper Tyrannus. Latin for death to tyrants. As the bread lines form and curfews are put in place. You see, a lot of Americans can't see further than their own noses. They think unless it's happening directly to them, it doesn't matter. This is the big issue with the obsession on personal liberty. You forget what that actually means. You think unless a government goon is hassling you specifically that it isn't an infringement of freedom. Besides, you're a good little citizen. You'll do what they tell you. Wait, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Not me. Yeah, 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 you. You sat back with the rest of us while they locked the country down during COVID and didn't do anything about it. It'll be no different when the hangries start. Hangries, you know, people are so hungry they're angry. Now, at, at this point, one of Bjorn Ironside's followers pipes up with this comment. He says, imagining hordes of these girls leading the next summer of George Floyd riots, he says with a laugh. Bjorn Ironside's response, this is literally what's going to happen. 
Part of why the George Floyd riots originally picked up so much steam was because of the work from home laptop class. They were able to show up and march during the day feeling good about what they did. They'd all go home before dark to go back to laptopping the next day while the poorer and criminal elements of the so-called peaceful protests turned the violence up to 11. And then Bjorn says, people keep asking me how I know this. Don't take my word for it. And he posts a link to a true story over at uh, Vox Day's website which goes something like this. It's called the downhill slide. The owner of a trucking company explains why the USA is rapidly sliding into the worst recession it has ever seen. He says, I own a small trucking company, and this is what the fuel crisis is doing to our country. Today, I filled up my truck to deliver products that help keep our country fed. When I filled up my truck, it cost me $1,149.50. This is one truck for one day of fuel. I own three trucks. So for one day of operation, it's costing me $3,448.50. Yes, we use a full tank of fuel every single day, sometimes more than one tank per day. My trucks generally run five to six days a week. So we'll just estimate on the low side and say five days a week. Okay. That's over $17,000. Last week was over $20,000 for one week that I have to pay out of my pocket to try and keep not only my children fed, but also to keep the children of my employees fed and children in our country. Mark my words. We are on a downhill slide to the worst recession our country has ever seen. Trucking companies are going under left and right. Literally hundreds every week. If you're not aware what you're wearing, what you're eating, what you're living in, what you're driving, what you're reading this on, your computer, they were all delivered by a truck. If something drastic doesn't change in the next few weeks or the next few months, I promise you, You will see empty shelves everywhere you look. You will see chaos as people fight for the basic necessities of everyday life. Food, medicine, etc. I pray that all of you have the ability, the knowledge, and the skills to fend for yourselves. Not only against those who would do you or your family harm, but to be able to find sustainable food and water. Then Vox Day adds in his sarcastic comment at the end, Fortunately, Russia is about to surrender any day now due to the brave Ukrainian military forces that are already within sight of Moscow, so fuel prices should rapidly decline to affordable levels before people actually start to starve. Last but not least, Bjorn Ironsides says people keep asking him, how do you know it's going to be a month away? His answer, no reason while linking to the timeline of the Atlantic hurricane season, June 1st through November 30th, and a map of where an awful lot of refineries are right along the Gulf Coast. Interesting. So, I uh, I don't know 
I don't know if um, this Bjorn Ironside's predictions will come true. I certainly hope not. But I did find the way he laid this all out compelling, and I thought I should sell it. Uh, I thought I should share it with you because, as I've said many times before, I uh, I don't ever want you to say. Why didn't you tell us? Now, I uh, I shared it with some friends of mine on a group text. And one of them said, well, it's not logic, it's just guessing. And... Uh, <clears throat> Another one said it could happen. I just hope the guy is wrong. Another one who I guess was driving, didn't have time to read it, said, so what is he saying? Well, lots of stuff. Basically, the people with high-paying work at home jobs are all going to lose them, and lots of bad stuff will happen as a result. Another one says, of course, it could happen, but guys have been saying stuff like this is going to happen tomorrow my whole life, and they're positive about it. Another one says, I don't know if it'll happen tomorrow, but an economy based on nothing will eventually be forced to crash. Another one said, well, why is he saying this is going to happen? Or why is he saying this is going to happen soon in great numbers? I'm not sure if this is a thing, but certainly companies have figured out a lot of things since the shutdown as to loaded employee numbers, but I, I don't know why that would be necessarily about work from home people. So anyway, what is the reason this is about to happen? And yes, people are always saying everything's going to crash. That doesn't mean it won't eventually. Eventually it's going to get much worse. Another one responds, that seems to be a weakness in his argument. He says it's all going to crash for these white-collar workers, but doesn't exactly explain why. At this point, I come back. I respond. I say, I thought that part was obvious. Biden's handlers are doing everything they can to make normal life as expensive as possible. Inflation is going through the roof. Employers, including large corporations, are going to be forced to downsize payroll, which should lead to a cascading effect across the economy. So, at this point, one of the guys in my group text says, in order for our economy based on nothing to collapse, there would have to be a currency in another country that is more trustworthy, and there isn't. And I hope he's right. So then at that point, I asked the question, does Biden's policy aimed at encouraging the rest of the world to discontinue using the dollar as its reserve currency seem to be a negative development? And one of my friends Responded, life is complicated, economies are complicated, Biden is a disaster, things could get much worse, but things aren't all or nothing. Biden is bad, therefore this guy says everything will be horrible. It doesn't follow. Not everything is the worst thing ever, shades of gray. Hope he's right. Hope he's right. Um, but 
I just felt that it was my duty to share with you what could be coming. Hope it doesn't. In the meantime, my wife and I are buying a lot of extra cans of soup and looking at getting a generator. Because even if this crash, this Great Recession or Great Depression doesn't happen, um, Joe Biden himself, back on March 24th, said there will be food shortages. Have you ever heard, heard a president of the United States say anything like that before? Now, again, I don't call him president because they stole it, but my point is Joe Biden himself said back in late March there will be food shortages. And the mainstream media is reporting the possibility of rolling blackouts in different parts of the country, including the part I live in, Arkansas, uh, this summer at periods of peak usage, you know, when it gets real hot. So the, the, the worst thing that can happen if this Great Depression does not come upon us um, and we go ahead and stock up on a lot of canned food is that we eventually wind up eating the canned food. The worst thing that can happen if, if a rolling blackout doesn't hit your area is you got a generator just in case you ever need one. Yeah, I hope he's wrong. I hope he's wrong. But I just thought I would should put that out there for you because um, I was talking to another friend of mine yesterday about this possibility, and he's kind of a prepper. He doesn't think he's a prepper because he knows people who are a lot better prepared than he is. But compared to 99% of Americans, he's a prepper. So uh, anyway, he has told me about his attempts to talk to people in his church about uh, you know how it might be a good idea for them to uh, stock up and you know, grow a garden and do different things like that. And the response to most of the people he talks to is, oh, that's okay, we'll be fine. Okay, well, I hope so. I hope so. Um, but sometimes things happen in our lives that surprise us because we're used to the way things have always been, and then something completely different happens that we've never experienced before. So anyway, I will keep, uh, pardon me, I will quit beating that dead horse. There's a lot to talk about, uh, including the uh, January 6th dog and pony show coming up this evening, Thursday evening on ABC. And the, uh, the lack of attention to an assassination plot against the Supreme Court justice, there, there's plenty to talk about. Uh, Joy Behar of The View even tried to uh, project her racism onto everybody else. But in the meantime, we appreciate so much our advertisers for making it possible for us to continue to do what we do here on The Doc Washburn Show. If you try to buy a car recently, you realize there's such a chip shortage, you may have a hard time finding what you're looking for. People I know have actually bought vehicles from hundreds of miles away from where they live. That's where Red River Your Way comes in. Red River Your Way is a big old car dealership in the middle of the USA that believes in freedom, including your freedom to buy a car, truck, van, or SUV the way you want to. You can buy online, and they'll drive it to you no matter where you are. 
Red River Your Way wants to make your car buying experience as easy and transparent as possible. That's why they've added technology to their website to put you in complete control of your payment options and allows you to complete the entire purchase process online. But don't worry, Red River experts are still here to help you every step of the way if you have any questions. Red River makes it so easy. As you browse their selection, you'll see each vehicle has a button that says Explore Payment Options on it. Clicking that button guides you through a few easy questions and then create personalized payment options you have complete control over. All you have to do is adjust your preferences, and all the math happens automatically so you can figure out what monthly payment works best for your budget. Red River Your Way makes car buying online easy. Your whole car buying process is completely transparent. If you want to buy a car, truck, van, or SUV, order online from the nationwide car dealer that believes in freedom, the dealer that will deliver your vehicle to your front door no matter where you live, redriveryourway.com. You will be glad you did. We talk a lot about pushing back against the overreach of the federal government. What better example would there be than Obamacare? Are you like most Americans? Did Obamacare, the so-called Affordable Care Act, make your health care more expensive? Does your health insurance premium feel like a second mortgage? Does your sky-high deductible prevent you from going to the doctor? Do your sky-high co-pays keep you from going to the doctor? If you answered yes to any of these questions, you need to go to a website called MyFamilyHealthPlan.com. When you click on MyFamilyHealthPlan.com, you see the big, bold letters, Affordable Plans. Save 30 to 50% on premiums, personalized health coverage, low to no deductible, no co-pays. And then that big, beautiful red button that says Schedule Call Now. You click on the red button, you book a free consultation with my friend Art Wilborn. He makes sure there are no gaps in your coverage, and he also makes sure that your personalized health coverage gives you a plan that doesn't force you to cover things like abortion, horrible things which would deeply offend your deeply held religious beliefs. MyFamilyHealthPlan.com, affordable plans, save 30 to 50% on premiums, personalized health coverage, low to no deductible, no copays. Click the big red button, schedule a call now, book a free consultation with Art Wilborn. He makes sure there are no gaps in your coverage. Save money on your insurance at MyFamilyHealthPlan.com. All right, let me ask you this. Does your financial advisor take the time to listen and get to know you? Is your financial strategy personalized for you and your family? Will your financial advisor be there as your life and financial situations change? When you work with Jonathan Presswood, he focuses on what's important to you. He uses an established process to help you achieve your unique goals, whether that's preparing for retirement, making your money last in retirement, planning your estate or inheritance, preparing for the unexpected, or anything else, Jonathan Presswood can help. Now, what should you do if you leave a job and have a 401K or other retirement plan? Or if you're getting close to retirement or already in retirement? Call my friend, Jonathan Presswood, today. He'll help you create a personalized financial strategy backed by the advice, tools, and resources to help you reach your goals. And he'll partner together with you to help your strategy stay on track no matter what life throws at you. Listen, we can all dream of having a perfect retirement, but how many of us will actually experience it? No matter where you are today, Jonathan Presswood is offering a free retirement analysis to figure out where you'd like to be and what it will take to get you there, and there's no obligation. 
Contact Jonathan Presswood, a financial advisor with Edward Jones Investments, today at 501-303-4844. Again, that's 501-303-4844. Don't wait. Call Jonathan Presswood today at 501-303-4844. Now, if you're like me, you can't remember phone numbers, go to our website, docwashburnshow.com. Just click on the link to Jonathan Presswood at Edward Jones. Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Member SIPC. All right, thanks once again to our advertisers. Jonathan Presswood at Edward Jones. Also, Art Wilborn, MyFamilyHealthPlan.com. And Mitch Ward at Red River, your way. Appreciate you guys making it possible for us to do what we do here. Okay, now, does anybody remember what Chuck Schumer, New York Democrat senator, said a little while back, threatening Supreme Court justices? And they're taking away fundamental rights. I want to tell you, Gorsuch, I want to tell you, Kavanaugh, you have released the whirlwind, and you will pay the price. You won't know what hit you if you go forward with these awful decisions. Now, talking about fundamental rights, he's talking about the uh, right to murder Babies, abortion. Now, clearly, that was an incitement to violence. And uh, clearly, if that had been a Republican politician threatening a liberal Supreme Court justice, um, that politician would have been jailed Right away. Wouldn't have had to wait for somebody to show up to the Supreme Court Justice's home and attempt to assassinate him or her. That politician would have been arrested right away. By the way, um, are you familiar with the Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer Kidnapping hoax. The setup by the FBI. Two of the four defendants in a recent trial in Michigan were found not guilty, hung jury on the other two, because the jury decided this is an FBI setup. Were you aware of that? Uh, The reason I'm asking is because the same FBI field office in Detroit announced this morning they have arrested the leading Republican contender for the Republican nomination for governor to challenge Governor Whitmer this November. Yeah. They're not stopping, are they? No, they're not. The FBI, on the regular, gives us the impression that they are a wholly owned and operated subsidiary of the Democrat National Committee. 
And I'm sick and tired of hearing, well, Doc, that's mainly the brass. Uh, that's the upper leadership there. Seventh floor of the FBI building in, uh, in D.C. Overwhelming majority of the uh, fine patriotic men and women, FBI agents across the country are stand-up folks. Really? The same people that are arresting political opponents of the regime? Like what happened this morning, the same people that uh, knocked down Roger Stone's door before before dawn with CNN in tow. In tow. Those are the those are the good patriotic ones that wouldn't be corrupted. Sorry, I'm not buying that anymore. W- when does Chuck Schumer get a before dawn raid? to arrest him for fomenting violence against a uh, U.S. Supreme Court justice. Well, he's not going to. That's not going to happen. Just so you know. Joy Behar on The View yesterday, projecting her racism onto others. Talk about the gun issue. Once black people get guns in this country, the gun laws will change. Trust me. And a racist audience applauding her racism. Once black people get guns in this country, the gun laws will change. Trust me. Joy, not everybody's a racist like you. I I wish more black folk were armed. You don't because you're a racist. You know? You're projecting your racism onto others. We're not accepting it. You know what it reminds me of? Are you old enough to remember the Susan Smith story out of uh, South Carolina back in the 90s? Susan Smith, who claimed that her two little boys were missing because... She was carjacked, and the and the and the fellow who the fellow who carjacked her car took off with her two little boys, strapped into the child safety seats, and uh, so she and her husband went on all these. Uh, Morning news shows, the Today Show, Good Morning America, whatever they call the one on CBS. And I remember my wife and I watching it because the whole country was just in the grip of this horrible, horrible story of this poor woman who had been carjacked. And the fellow took off with her two little boys, two toddlers, in the child safety seats, and they were begging for the safe return of her little boys. And I'll never forget what my wife said as we watched this woman and her husband on the Today Show or Good Morning America or whatever it was. She said, 
She's crying, but there are no tears. And I'm like, oh my goodness. She can't produce the tears. There's something wrong here. Well, um, the, the, the detail I haven't mentioned yet is that she said it was a black fellow that carjacked her car. It was a black guy. See, to Susan Smith, she was, uh, well, she was a racist, you know? I used to do talk radio for a little while in my hometown of Charlotte, North Carolina, and uh, it's a big talk radio station there in Charlotte. News Talk 1110, WBT, Charlotte. And... um, a lot of the listening area was South Carolina, including Union County, South Carolina, which is where this all went down. And we were talking about the case one time. And a lady called and said, look, uh, law enforcement was throwing black guys up against walls and searching them and stuff if they fit the description that Susan Smith had given out. She said brothers are being hassled like crazy because they want to find those two little boys. Susan Smith would have been quite comfortable if someone fitting the description had been arrested and had gone to prison, perhaps even executed for her crime. She's the one who murdered little boys. But uh, she figured in her disjointed racist mind that she could just kind of blame it on an anonymous black guy and, and that would work. That uh, maybe she'd get away with it that way. Know what I'm saying? So how is Joy Behar, big pro-abortion advocate, how's she any different than Susan Smith? Once black people get guns in this country, the gun laws will change, trust me. Black people in this country have guns. Not enough black folk have guns. But uh, more and more all the time are buying guns or getting the training and getting their concealed carry licenses. Racist Joy Behar doesn't know anything about any of that. I say she doesn't know anything about any of that. I take you back to... uh, An article I shared on yesterday's podcast, Adam Mill over at AmericanGreatness.com, answering the question, why do American citizens need AR-15s? Because the AR-15 can deter a mob. That's it. Another article here at American Greatness by Deborah Hine, 
that dropped Tuesday. Another pro-life facility is firebombed. Pro-abort terrorist group Jane's Revenge takes credit. Yeah, when's the FBI going to arrest them? Don't count on it. Another article in American Greatness. The biggest threat to the Second Amendment, rhinos. Yeah. Yeah, rhinos. Some of whom... Some of whom yesterday voted to take your Second Amendment rights away. Yeah. So the dog and pony show this evening. The great Julie Kelly over in American Greatness talking about what the January 6th committee hearings won't cover. Great article over in American Greatness. Might want to take a look at it. So, uh, Dementia Joe had not done an interview in months. He went on with a late-night comedian on ABC last night, Jimmy Kimmel, and uh, joked about sending his political opponents to jail. Did you hear about this? You often get asked, look, the Republicans don't play it square. Why do you play it square? Yeah. Well, well, guess what? If we do the same thing they do, our democracy will literally be in jeopardy. We don't have a democracy. The founding fathers were afraid of the idea of democracy. They knew it meant mob rule. We have a constitutional republic, but he lies about everything else. So why not lie about this? Well, I'm mean, not a joke. And I, I understand that argument, but also it's like you're playing Monopoly with somebody who, you know, won't pass go and won't follow any of the rules. And how do you ever make any progress if they're not following the rules? Well, you got to send them to jail, uh, you know. Jimmy Kimmel says Republicans won't follow the rules. Hunter Biden has broken so many gun laws. Not just rules, laws. I don't see him going to jail. You know? Let's give you some more from uh, Dementia Joe with Kimmel last night. Let me see. I got it here somewhere. Yeah, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. No so, question So there's about a it. lot of major things we've done. But what we haven't done is we haven't been able to communicate it in a way that is, uh, um, let me say it another way. Well, see, that's kind of perfect. Yeah, well, we haven't been able to communicate but it. But look how. <laughs> it's kind of perfect because he can't even finish the sentence. He definitely can't communicate. That's for sure. The press has changed. Mm-hmm. Look how the press has changed. It has changed. Oh, listen, I, I get it. I know you get you overstand it. Yeah. You don't just understand it, you overstand it. <laughs> but here's the deal. One of the things is that it's very difficult now to have a, um, even with, with notable exceptions, even the really good reporters, they have to get the number of clicks on, on, the, on nightly news. Mm-hmm. So- clicks on the nightly news? I like clicks are on websites. 
Instead of asking a question, anyway, it just everything gets gets sensationalized in ways. That, but I'm convinced we can get through this. We have to get through it. And one of the things, look, I'm going to take a break, and then we'll talk a little bit more. I don't, if you don't mind. You. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We have some of those commercials. We have some biracial commercials. Have some biracial commercials. We have to go to. Biden's rambling. He's floundering in. They're like, yeah, we got to go to commercial. This, this, this isn't going well. This isn't going well. Uh, eight seconds of Biden from Jimmy Kimmel last night. Look, here's where we are. We have the fastest growing economy in the world. The world. The world. The economy shrank last quarter. It's not growing. But he lies about everything, right? He lies about everything. Yeah. At one point, he was complaining that you never see biracial couples in commercials. Well, I see them all the time. I know, I know. Biden's a racist, too. Biden's a racist, too. It's... uh, It reminds me, we had some guests on a few months ago who were saying, look, this country uh, can't make it until January 2025 with Biden and Harris in charge. No can do. And so they were pushing a 28th Amendment what was that website? I'm trying to remember. I know the guys. Al Martin and Dayton Myers pushing the 28th Amendment. Let me see if I can find him on, uh, on Facebook because the idea is having a uh, constitutional convention just on this one issue to uh, to do a recall on the president and vice president right off the bat. And at the same time, at the same time, have a slate of other candidates to take their place. So, uh, yeah, I'll see if I can find that because uh, I don't know. I don't know how we uh, how we get to January 2025 um, without this country being in the worst shape that it's been in um, in at least 80 years. I don't know. That's, uh, that's one to ponder. Because if you are willing to accept the proposition that it's all being done on purpose, yikes. You know what I'm saying? It's one thing 
Because a lot of people are like, well, they got to realize by now they got to do something. Right? We got to open up our, you know, oil refineries and exploration and all that. I'm like, wait, you think this is just a mistake? It's not being done on purpose? Oh, it is. It is. Let me once again express how thankful we are to our advertisers. I want to mention a couple of them to you. They make it possible for us to do what we do. Like my friend Justin Minton, M-I-N-T-O-N, Minton in Benton. Now, Justin's a former insurance adjuster who left the insurance industry to become a private lawyer, founded the Minton Law Firm to help injured people fight against powerful insurance companies and corporations. And he has sure helped me out with the three automobile accidents I've been in since 2019. The Minton Law Firm has a great team of lawyers, including the 2016 Trial Lawyer of the Year and the 2016 Outstanding Young Lawyer of the Year. The insurance companies take Justin Minton and his team of lawyers seriously because they know they can and will take your case to trial if need be. So whether you want to go to trial or settle out of court, it's a really good idea to have a knowledgeable trial attorney on your side. Justin's team aims to bring justice to clients who have been injured and need somebody to stand up for them. No matter what the injury, Justin Minton make sure the Minton Law Firm always works hard for you. Whether you're in a car wreck, hurt on the job, or you or a loved one is suffering from the carelessness of another, if you're in Arkansas, Justin Minton Law, M-I-N-T-O-N, Minton and Benton, is here to help you. Just call the Minton Law Firm, 501-943-4195, or visit justinmintonlaw.com today. Hey, I'd like to help you with some health issues. Do you have migraines? Neck pain, back pain, vertigo, acid reflux, eczema, problems with your blood sugar, maybe even hay fever. Okay, let's do a little test. Look in the mirror. Does one eye look bigger than the other? Are your eyes off balance? Are your shoulders off balance? Look at a picture of yourself. Are you tilting your head to the left or the right instead of sitting up or standing up straight? If the answer to any of these questions is yes... You probably need to get your atlas adjusted. That's how I got rid of my migraines, neck pain, and hay fever. Let me explain to you how it works because it's the best-kept secret in American healthcare. Your skull weighs anywhere from 8 to 15 pounds. It rests on the top bone of your spinal column, the atlas, which only weighs 2 ounces. So it's really easy for your atlas to get out of alignment. If it does, your whole spinal column can get kinked up like a chain, restricting your central nervous system's ability to send impulses to the rest of your body. It can affect your respiratory system reproductive system, circulatory system, even digestive system, and yes, it can cause migraines, neck pain, back pain, acid reflux, eczema, vertigo, problems with your blood sugar. Do yourself a favor. If you're in Arkansas, call my friends at the Arkansas Upper Cervical Center, 501-279-2009, for a free consultation to see if you need to get your atlas adjusted, because you probably do. If you're outside Central Arkansas, go to their website, turnmypoweron.com, and click on Find a Doctor Near You. And I sure hope you can. Thanks so much again to our advertisers, Drs. J.R. and Tanya Crabtree, my good friends at Arkansas Cervical Center, and my good friend and attorney, Justin Minton, M-I-N-T-O-N, Minton and Benton. Appreciate y'all. Now, Biden. Again, Dementia Joe with Kimmel last night, who's just playing along, taking one for the team. No, I'm serious. There's something to that. No, I'm serious. You turn on the TV, look at the ads. When's the last time you saw biracial couples on TV? When's the last time you saw the way, I mean, 
people are selling products. They do ads to sell products and they sell products when people they appeal to people. This generation is going to change everything. We just got to make sure we don't give up. There's an ability for us to do everything from increase the, the, the access to education, health care. Look what we did in health care. Just floundering. Floundering. So, um, I, I guess, I guess it's that time of the uh, the show. Hit it, Brian. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. It's the Doc Washburn Show tweet of the day. Brought to you by Red River Your Way, RedRiverYourWay.com, big old car dealership in the middle of the USA. The belief in freedom, including your freedom to buy the car, truck, van, or SUV of your choice, the way you want to, online. Have it delivered to your front door anywhere in the 48 continental United States. Governor Ron DeSantis. I wish we had 49 more governors like him. Best governor in the country. Governor Florida. He, uh, he must be doing a good job because the governor of Arkansas has started attacking him verbally. Governor Ron DeSantis is a stand-up guy defends his press secretary after an attempted Washington Post smear piece drops and other things. Here's Ron DeSantis, a little clip from a press conference yesterday. I am not deterred uh, by any smear piece from these legacy media outlets. Uh, the only reason they're attacking her is because she does a great job and she's very effective at calling out their lies and their phony narratives. And so whenever they're smearing somebody, you know that person is over the target. And so they're scared of that. I would be much more concerned with my press secretary if the Washington Post was writing puff pieces about her. Then I would think something. legacy D.C. New York outlets is we don't care what you think anymore. Uh, we know you, you peddle narratives. We know you lie. We know you don't care about the facts. And so you can try to smear me or anyone in my administration all you want to. All that's going to do is embolden us to continue moving forward uh, for the people of Florida. And so... ridiculous uh, smear peach, attempted smear, um, and it'll have absolutely no impact on anything uh, that we're doing in our office. Yeah, they do. They smear a lot. You know, I was uh, I was uh, running for the Republican nomination of governor in the state of Arkansas recently, and a veteran news anchor in Channel 7 called me a Democrat, 5 p.m., 6 p.m., and 10 p.m., three newscasts in a row, knowing full well that I was running for the Republican nomination. Yeah, they smear. They smear an awful lot. An awful lot. By the way, I don't know if you heard, uh, Biden's Justice Department recommended a reduced sentence for two left-wing terrorists who firebombed police cars during the 2020 riots. Charges carry a max of 10 years. They're like, hey, how about just 18 to 24 months? Meanwhile, January 6th, defendants remain locked up in solitary confinement for just walking into the Capitol building. Oh, wait, what's this? 
uh, a group of doctors has filed a lawsuit against the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Javier Becerra, in his official capacity as Secretary of HHS, the FDA, and Robert M. Khalif in his official capacity as Commissioner of Food and Drugs over the FDA's unlawful attempts to prohibit the use of ivermectin to treat COVID-19. The plaintiffs, doctors Robert L. Apter, Mary Talley Bowden, and Paul E. Merrick, argued the FDA acted outside its authority and illegally interfered with their ability to practice medicine by directing the public, including health professionals and patients, not to use ivermectin, a drug that has received full FDA approval for human use. Good. I'm glad you're standing up. I'm glad you're standing up. Karine Jean-Pierre, White House Press Secretary, who can hardly speak English. Here she is. What we're trying to say, what I'm trying to say to you, is that the economy is in a better place than it has been historically. And so we feel here at this administration, and other experts as well, is that we feel that we are in a good position to take on inflation. We are in a good position to really start uh, really working on uh, lowering prices. As the great John Cooper, communications over at Heritage Foundation, says, simply, absolutely, beyond parody. I mean, does this sound like the economy's in a good place? Let's, let's see what CNN's saying. Let's check out CNN this morning. Well, Brianna, look, not only are we seeing gas prices continue to climb, but now they're rising at an even faster rate, in some cases four, five, even six cents a day. Just look at that national average, now up 64 cents in a month, up a quarter in just the past seven days. And look, just about every driver has been hit, but certainly in some states more than others. Here in Northern Virginia at this gas station, the price, $4.85 a gallon. But if you go up the road to Washington, D.C., they hit the $5 mark days ago. Take a look at the states that have already reached $5 a gallon. There are 21 of them, the most expensive being California, which is well over $6 a gallon at this point, followed by Nevada, Illinois, Washington State, and Alaska. Yeah, yeah, economy's doing great. Yeah, yeah, that's that's wonderful. That's wonderful. Um, Before we get out of here, Julie Kelly was on Steve Bannon's war room yesterday talking about what's coming up with the dog and pony show on ABC TV, the January 6th uh, committee hearing primetime TV tonight. The people who were violent on January 6th were the police who were there, D.C. Metro and Capitol Police, were throwing uh, flashbangs and and dousing protesters with tear gas and uh, using rubber bullets against them outside the building. Those were the violent people on January 6th. The Proud Boys, Joe Biggs and Ethan Nordine, and the other ones who have been incarcerated under pretrial detention orders, um, they did nothing violent. But it doesn't matter, Steve. 
You know this. None of this matters. Facts don't matter. They're going to lie tomorrow night that all these police officers were killed on January 6th. We're going to hear about Brian Sicknick again, who died of natural causes. Nothing to do with January 6th. Uh, you're going to have, you know, more testimony from police officers and clips about how traumatized they were. Uh, you'll have Liz Cheney talk about the Constitution. I guess you have to destroy the Constitution like Jamie Raskin is suggesting to protect the Constitution or, or something like that. It's all performance, but it does serve the purpose, as I said, to build up public justification to eventually bring charges against Donald Trump. And, Steve, I see no reason why this D.C. U.S. Attorney's Office, Matthew Graves, um, a Biden campaign advisor, there's no reason for him not to bring charges against Donald Trump. They have gotten away with everything to this point. So what does he have to lose? What does he have to lose by at this point? Julie Kelly says on Twitter, questions about January 6th committee performance tonight. Will they tell us why Capitol Police were instructed to use non-lethal munitions against January 6th protesters for the first time in department history? People outside the Capitol doing nothing but standing there were assaulted early on by stun grenades, pepper balls, tear gas. D.C. Metro threw pepper balls filled with rubber bullets causing injuries to people standing on Capitol grounds. Will Liz Cheney explain how these devices played a role in the deaths of Kevin Greeson and Ben Phillips, who suffered fatal heart attacks after being hit with flashbangs? Will Representative Kinzinger shed tears for Ashley Babbitt and Roseanne Boyland, two women who also died that day, wholly or partially because of police misconduct on January 6th? Will committee follow up on this testimony? The testimony given by the Capitol celebrity cops about what they did to Roseanne Boyland. Capitol Police refused to release publicly funded surveillance video to the public. The federal agency also claimed immunity as reason not to release all documents related to January 6th. D.C. Metro won't release Officer Fanon's body cam footage and cleared another officer for beating Roseanne Boyland. Cops showed up in head-to-toe riot gear, faces concealed. They were armed for battle. Now, if police were so caught off guard and not prepared, as the story goes, why were they in full-body riot gear with batons and weaponry? Release the tapes, surveillance and body cameras. There you go. There you go. Having said all that, I guess it's about that time. You've been listening to episode 170 of the all-new Doc Washburn Show. The views and opinions expressed on the Doc Washburn Show do not necessarily reflect those of our advertisers, but they love us and we love them. Today's program has been produced by Tim Terrible, directed by Mick Messy. This has been a Terribly Messy production. Portions of today's show will be taken overseas and dropped. If you'd like a transcript of today's episode of the all-new Doc Washburn Show, simply peel the roof off a Rolls-Royce panel truck and send it to Mansur's Computer Solutions, 7th floor of the Ephemeral B. Smoot Building, Whitehall, Arkansas, in care of Sheriff Mansur Sempier X. And that's the way it is. Thursday, June 9th, 2022.